and good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. So nice to have you with us. Our half hour, of course, that we bring in fantastic professionals to talk about not only their businesses, but issues that are important to you. And today is one of my favorites because we talk about jobs and that's what we've been talking about for what, a couple of years now, jobs, 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 they're out there. But we're going to be talking about preparing for a job search today, not just getting the new job, but how about that search? What do you do? Well, Lisa Garden today with Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. But before we do welcome her into this show, let's make sure that you know how you can listen. Because, of course, you do have us on the radio. That would be 680 AM and 107.5 FM. You have us streaming online at 680 AM. Uh, you would just go WISR680.com, and that's where you would find that link. We're going to put this conversation on our podcast page, so you can find that there once you pick programs in the menu bar and then drop that down to Let's Talk. You also have Alexa-powered devices. You can just say, Alexa, play WISR 680, and that should be enough there. You also have the option of an app. So you would look wherever you get your apps for ISR, and then you would download that to your phone or your device. All right, I think we're ready. It's Lisa Gard, Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. Good morning. How are you, Lisa? Hi, Tracy. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. How are you? Oh, good, good, good. Now, we need to talk about jobs. We need to talk about the search. Live, give us the overview, though, of what you're seeing. Like, are, are people back in the job search? What What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, we've seen a lot of people, when they lost their jobs due to COVID, actually choose not to go back to work for a while. So we're seeing people go back to work. We're seeing an uptick in people looking for work. But what we're seeing too are people who are looking to do something different. We're seeing a lot more of that now. People are deciding to go back to work, but they want to do something different. They don't want to do what they've done before. So I thought a timely topic would be preparing for a job search, especially if you're preparing to search for a job in a new field, because that's a little different than searching for a job in a field that you're already experienced at. And a lot of people doing that is like now a good time to do that because of what we've had to live. And now maybe people want to get back into a job, but maybe they just want a different focus in life. Right. And, and we're just seeing a little more of exactly that. Just people that, you know, some people that just don't want to go back to doing the same thing and they want to do something different. So I think it's very important. We hear from people who they want to do something different, but they don't know what. They just, they know they don't want to go back to the same type of work, but they don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they're qualified to do. So I think one of the the first thing you need to do if you want to switch careers is to decide to identify what you want to do. And there is, there's a resource, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has an occupational outlook handbook. And it's a, it's a website. You can Google occupational outlook handbook, but it's um, www.bls.gov slash O-O-H, Occupational Outlook Handbook. But I would just Google Bureau of Labor Statistics Occupational Outlook Handbook. What I like about that is it 
it's a resource where you can research different types of careers. You can look at different fields and find out what the types of opportunities are in those fields. And it goes as far as to tell you what the outlook is for those types of fields, what the edu educational requirements may be, what you can afford, I mean, what you can expect to, to earn in those types of fields and in the different levels of positions. So I think it's, you know, we, we find people will call us and they don't know what they want to do. We can't help people that don't know what they want to do. We can help people that know what they want to do if what they want to do falls within our our typical focus. But if you don't know what you want to do, I highly recommend at least starting there, doing some research, seeing a few things that you need to look into when you're trying to decide what to do next. One, what are the qualifications? Do you meet them? And what would you have to do in order to meet them? Is it feasible? I mean, if you're looking to switch careers and you're mid-career already and it's going to require a uh, a whole different, you know, degree or something. Is it is it possible to do that? So, and I think it's really great. This is a great resource because it, it gives you access to kind of all that information at once. So I think this, just discovering what you want to do next is the first step. Isn't it possible to apply for a job in which you don't think that you would get because you don't exactly meet all the requirements, but you have experience in lieu of that. Like, let's say you don't have a master's or you don't have a doctorate. Right. But you have all of this experience that puts together a pretty good resume. I mean, you could still possibly sure. get that job. Absolutely. And we do work with companies who will consider experience as much as education, they'll give it the same weight. And then there are some, there are some fields that don't, there are some fields in which the education is a, you know, it's a non-negotiable. So it just depends on the requirements for what you're looking to do. And that leads me to the next point. And that was a great segue into the next point, because if you, if you have education in a field, but you haven't worked in that field, you still have something of value to bring to the table. Same thing as if you have experience in the field, but you don't have the education. You do still have, and, and I call that a work-related asset to bring to the table. And it's important to make sure your resume is formatted correctly so that it highlights the job specific work-related assets that you do bring to the table. A lot of people think a resume should be just a compilation of their experience. And they start with their most recent job and they, they write out everything they did in this job. And then they go to the job before that and they write out everything they did and they go to the job before that. And soon you end up with three or four pages of information that may be completely irrelevant because if, if the only thing you bring to the table is education and you really don't have experience, then you really need to highlight that education up front. And the resume format is important here. There are two different, the, the most popular types of resumes are a chronological resume, which is a resume that focuses on the experience, just what I just described, your, your most recent experience first, and then it, it just describes what you did. Um, but then there's also a resume format called a functional resume. And the functional resume focuses more on what you can do rather than what you have done. So a functional resume will highlight 
what qualifies you most for that opportunity in terms of your skills, your natural abilities, you know, skills, whether you've learned them or you, or they're natural, there, there are two different types of skills. There are hard skills and soft skills. So it's important to identify those work-related assets that you bring to the table that are most appropriate to that opportunity before you even put your resume together so that you can, so that you can choose the correct resume format. Does that make sense? It does. And I want you to explain a little bit more about hard and soft skills, but before you do, uh, when you're talking about having a resume and then um, making it specific, if you will, because you don't need all your history, maybe for one job that you might need for another job, doesn't that make it hard these days when a lot of people are posting on, um, on these job search engines, if you will, where if you post one resume, that doesn't necessarily fit for all the jobs you would like to apply for. Correct. Absolutely. So if your resume, if you're posting your resume to a job board, you will likely be contacted for opportunities which match what your resume highlights. So if your education is highlighted up front and that is in a specific field and your experience is in a different field, it just, you know, it's, it's important to at least when you have your resume out there, make sure it's as general as possible. If you're looking for different opportunities. Now, if you're looking for very specific opportunities, then your resume should target those things. And you want to make sure that the keywords of the types of opportunities you're looking for are in the first like third of your resume. And when I mean, when I say keywords, when you look at a job description, you'll see a list of requirements. Those are keywords that the search engine is going to want to pick up. So make sure if you bring those things to the table that they are up front in your resume. How would you have us format our resume. I know you mentioned two different formats, technically, mm-hmm. functional and, mm-hmm. and the chronological, but when you're talking about what's on the first third or, you know, second third or, you know, the whole page, like that format, what should right. come first? Should it come those soft and hard skills? Should it come your education? Does it matter when the computer is scanning that? Yes. And that's a very good question. What should come first is what qualifies you for the job the most. If your education and your experience are both appropriate and your education is recent, I would put your education first and then list your experience. There's also a list of skills and abilities that that you want to list up front um, that, that qualify you for that. But if you if the only thing that qualifies you is your education, that definitely needs to be up front. Um, if, if your education is irrelevant, let's say you're applying for, I don't know, a position in um, accounting, but your education is in, um, you know, elementary education. There, there's not a lot in your education that is going to qualify you for that. But let's say you have been doing office work for the past 10 years and, and you've progressively taken on more and more accounting responsibilities. And when you look at the list of requirements, you see that you have done all of the things on that list. Then you really want to highlight your experience up front and you want to highlight the first thing you want to highlight are your skills and experience accounting professional that, you know, and then you list those 
skills and abilities, you know, the, the software systems that you know, um, you know, that you have experience processing payables, receivables, you have experience with, you know, journal entries and, um, you know, month end and year end reporting, those sorts of things. If that's what qualifies you for that position, that's what you need to have up front. And it's great. Fine. Put your education on there if you want, but it can be at the end because it does not qualify you for the job. Does that, does that clarify? Yeah. Can you also clarify for us you mentioned soft skills, hard skills, and then I can hear you mentioning some of each of those. But if I were to ask you what's a soft skill and then what's a mm-hmm. hard skill, can you list just a couple of those to give people an idea? Yes. And and I can even give you like a tip. If you can learn it, it's typically a technical skill. So if um, it's a POS system or it's a software system or it's how to operate specific equipment it's something that they that you're taught. A soft skill is something that you're typically born with. It's natural. You can be naturally an organized person. I'm actually naturally a very disorganized person. <laughs> but you can be you can be a natural people person. You you can say you have great customer service skills if you have the communication skills. You can't learn those things. You can enhance them, but you can't learn those things. So soft skills are typically characteristics. Does that help? It does help. And and there's another area that I'd like to ask you about, which is wording on a resume. And folks, if you just joined us, this is Lisa Gard. She's the owner of Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters right here in the Butler area, although they get people jobs well beyond the the Butler ring, if you will. And then, of course, it's free to work with them. If you're trying to search for a job and you work with Lisa and her crew, it doesn't cost you a dime because it's actually the clients, the businesses that are working with Lisa that are trying to fill these jobs, that's who pays her salary. So if you're looking for a job and you are out there for a job search, it is a very good idea to go with Lisa and her crew of specialized staffing and industry recruiters. Now, Lisa, there's something I found online. I couldn't even tell you where I found it, but I I kept the snapshot of some of the words in my phone because I thought these were really good if I ever had to put a resume together where they said, be careful or pay attention to the the descriptions of, of what uh, of your skills so instead of saying Mm -hmm. like i have great communication skills you know use words like piloted or transformed or revitalized or spearheaded or pioneered or ignited or something that's more invigorating what's your response to that does that help you in getting a job when you use different language well it certainly can make your resume appear more attractive, more exciting, but you also have to be careful not to be too wordy. When you think about a, a search engine isn't looking for those words. A search engine is looking for the skill. So it's, it's important. And if it's a person who's screening the resumes, keep in mind, they're sifting through how many resumes. So if they're having to read through all these adjectives to find the skill that you bring to the table, I mean, it's great to use a few of them, especially if you're, especially if you're crafting an objective or actually a cover letter that kind of accompanies your resume and describes you. I think that's a great you know, that's a great technique. However, in the resume itself, you know, the goal of your resume is to get you the interview. That's all it is. 
So you can discuss in a lot more detail what's on your resume when you get that interview. And think about the person or the search engine that is screening the resumes, they're looking at a resume like a menu. They are looking for specific words to see if you're qualified. And, you know, I can tell you reading through a paragraph format of somebody's experience and it, 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 it can, it can be, you know, it, it can make it challenging. So I always say, try to, you know, try to bullet point as much as possible. But it, there is nothing wrong with crafting a resume that uses terms like that to describe you. Absolutely. Here's another one. Now that you say bullet points versus paragraphs, do we use a complete sentence or incomplete sentence? And then do we put punctuation at the end of that? I use complete sentences and put punctuation. You do want to make sure it's grammatically correct. Okay. Because I always short sentences. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say because if I think of bullet points like incomplete yeah. sentences with no punctuation yeah. at the end. No, and and when I say bullet points, I'm talking about what qualifies you for the job up front. You're going to list your key skills, and they're going to be bullet points. And then when you so on a chronological resume, you do get a little more, you do get a little more detailed about your experience because it's relevant. So you will list like, you know, uh, September 2019 to present and your title and a few sentences about what you did responsible for and, and list what you were overall responsible for. You don't have to list every duty you performed. You know, yeah. uh, so I was a recruiter. So I was responsible for identifying, screening, interviewing job candidates for clients in the fields of accounting, finance, human resources, you know, and, and, and that's all you really need to do. Because again, the person's reading it or the search engine will pick up that you were recruiting and maybe, you know, if you're looking for a job in recruiting, they'll, it'll pick that up, but that's what qualifies you. And when you get the interview, then you can expand on, you know, they can ask you questions like, well, what types of resources did you use to recruit? What were your challenges recruiting? You know, what were some um, special projects that you recruited for? And, you know, that, that's kind of, does that make more sense? Yeah, it does. Then let me ask you yeah. about the resources to identify opportunities because it's easy to mm -hmm. say research them. You'd think it'd be easy to go online because that's kind of where we all live, but where do we go? Yeah. Well, online is the first place that you think of, of course, right? So there are job boards. There are, you know, every every medium now has a, you know, a digital format. So you can you can certainly go online. That's the first thing I would recommend. But also, don't forget about networking. Don't forget about using the people you know to tap into information. If you're looking to uh, potentially switch careers and you're interested in a particular field, think about people you know in that field and tap into their knowledge. Um, and, you know, you can tap into their network. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody to go out for a cup of coffee and, you know, talking to them about where they work and who they know and would they, you know, have, would they be able to give you an introduction? So that's a kind of a networking approach. And then there's also the media. I mean, when you think about, you know, you, you listen to the news or you read the news and you think about, you know, you're, you're reading about a company that's getting venture capital to, you know, to expand or to open a new facility in an area. Those are opportunities as well that you can, you know, look into and pursue.
Lisa Gard with Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters as we're talking about preparing for a job search. What is, uh, how do we go about searching what's going to be required of us? I know we are talking about looking at what to target and do you target the same field, the new field, and, and then getting that resume together. But how do you know what's required of you? Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of a new, in terms of a, a new, um, a new opportunity in yeah. a new field. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you haven't talked to them yet, if you haven't gotten in the door for that interview yet, you may, well, right. I say you may not know, but that, that's always been the one question I had is when people would say, well, go research the company. It's like, okay, then what do you research? <laughs> well, you can research the company and I, absolutely highly recommend researching the company just to see what the company is about, what their culture is about. You can tell a lot by a company's website, but also researching the field itself and researching the levels of positions. If you do that, you'll find that there are lists of qualifications, lists of requirements that, you know, that are typically required for a specific position. I mean, I use accounting a lot because we work a lot in finance and accounting. And if you look at the different levels of positions, that are available in that field, there are different levels of requirements as well. So for an entry level person, there may be no degree required or potentially a two-year degree required and a certain amount of experience. And it may be experience in just certain components of the accounting function. But as you start to climb the ladder in terms of position, there starts to be a longer list of requirements. And I know that makes sense. And when you do that research with the um, Occupational Outlook Handbook website that I mentioned earlier, it does detail that. Another good resource is salary.com. If you go on salary.com and you, you look up different positions in in different fields, it will give you not just the the compensation structure you can expect in a certain region, but it will also talk about what's typically required. Whenever we talk about looking for a new job and then we talk to you, um, we have to remind people, I think, that you don't take care of everything. You you have a niche like a lot of other uh, individuals or groups that are like you. So what do you take care of if somebody is looking for a new job? You know, you're not an mm-hmm. agent for a performer in the theater. <laughs> you know, you, that's no. not your niche. <laughs> so what no. is what is it that you take care of? Right. Well, you know, our scope typically is with small to medium sized businesses in the North Pittsburgh region. We do go into Ohio and into New York a bit, but um, typically it's in the corporate side of a business. So when you think about a corporate office, um, typically the fields that are within a corporate office are accounting, finance, administration, human resources, marketing, sales, those types of things, you know, within manufacturing, some purchasing, some logistics, um, and even some engineering. But those are typically the the most common types of positions we fill. Now, we keep talking about how people need to go prepare for a job search. And we're not yet talking about you. (laughs) So we need to (laughs) connect that. I mean, I think it's so important for people. I mean, people may hear us and say, great, now I have tips that I'll go and do it on my own. And and I think it's such a key thing to be able to say, no, but work with Lisa and her staff because you guys do so much and there's such an advantage there. I know. I need to get better at tooting my own horn when we do these (laughs) shows, right? But um, 
Yeah, absolutely. So staffing firms and recruiters are a great resource if you are looking for an opportunity, whether it's in your field or if it's in a a new field, as long as you have a target and it's within the scope of the organization you're working with, recruiters are a great resource, not only because we have access to contacts, um, and to potentially opportunities that aren't out there publicized yet. We also, we work with you to to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward in terms of applying for the opportunity, but then also you're not sending your resume through a search engine with a gazillion other people who are sending their resume through a search engine. We're giving you an introduction directly to a hiring manager. And we're not just sending the resume saying, here, look at it and see if you find anything interesting. We're actually introducing you. We're telling them we've met with this person and this is what we learned about this person. And this is what's driving their interest in your opportunity. And this is how it aligns with what you have to offer. And this is how well they'll fit in your culture. And this is, you know, what their references have had to say about what a rock star they are. I mean, we give you that kind of an introduction to our customer. And that definitely, you know, is a bit more effective than just sending your resume through a search engine. What jobs do you have open currently? What are you looking at to fill? Oh, gosh, tons and tons. I keep going back to accounting. We do have lots of opportunities in accounting at all levels, um, but also many administrative-type positions, um, customer service positions. And when I say customer service, I'm not talking about retail. I'm talking about business-to-business, industrial customer service, inside customer service, international sales with manufacturing. Those are the types of uh, opportunities that we're working uh, the most right now. But always, always administrative, accounting, um, you know, your general uh, clerical type positions always have something, you know, going. In our last couple of minutes, of course, I always ask you your contact information. So what is the best way to get in contact with you? Right. It's the bestworkwithus.com. And, you know, we're talking about preparing for a job search. And we do have a link on our website that is called My Specialized Career. And if you click on that, again, the website is thebestworkwithus.com. When you click on that, you will see a link to myspecializedcareer.com. And that takes you to a portal that has a lot of job seeker resources. It has resume templates. It has um, videos on how to prepare for interviewing and things like that. So that's also a really great resource. But um, our website, thebestworkwithus.com. And of course, you can always call us at 724-287-8380. Again, your final thoughts before we go today, Lisa. Of course, Lisa Gard with Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters based right here in Butler. So if you'd like to get in contact with her or her crew, then that would be a fantastic thing to do. And she just gave you the contact information. But remind us again on why it is so important to to take the right steps whenever you're going to prepare for a new job search, especially when it's a new job. Sure. Well, there are a lot of candidates out there looking for work. So there's competition. And I think the most important thing you can do if you're thinking about changing careers or even thinking about new opportunities within the same field is know what your target is. Do some research first. Know what your targets are and know what qualifies you for those opportunities. That way we can work with you in making sure your resume is crafted appropriately and that you're, again, putting your best foot forward. Lisa Gard, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much.
Always great to be here. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you, folks, for joining us as well. We are out of time for today, but if you would like to listen to this program in its entirety, what you can do is go onto our website. It's WISR680.com, and what you're going to do is pick Programs, and then drop that down to Let's Talk. And that's where you're going to find this program with specialized staffing and industry recruiters and Lisa Gard. Again, thanks so much. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.